Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And we're, we're talking leadership all through the hour today in uh, various forms. And very pleased to, to say, I've been waiting all week to say this, J-Mac is back. <laughs> Our former colleague here at KSL News Radio, J-Mac, uh, who is a candidate in the fourth congressional race, uh, joins us on the Newsmaker line. Jay, thanks for joining us, man. I'm so glad to be back, Lloyd. How are you doing? <laughs> doing well. Doing well. You made some history yesterday. You uh, I did. Cr- crossed that important threshold, and uh, it, despite uh, coronavirus and all, uh, you got the needed uh, number of signatures to actually have your name on the primary ballot coming up in June. Yeah, and actually, I have to tell you, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. You know, you only need 7,000 signatures to get qualified, but we had to collect over 14,000 signatures, Boyd, because of how many were getting thrown out. So double the amount, and uh, it really came down to the wire, but I can't tell you how excited we all were yesterday when we pulled up the LG's website and we saw that number 7,000. It was like I had run 15 marathons, uh, but we finally got there. Uh, there you go. And that's a, that's a big one. I know that's a, a Herculean effort under, under really good circumstances. It's a Herculean effort to get signatures, uh, but to do it, uh, with the added degree of difficulty, uh, had to be a, a good day for you and your team. Yes. Yeah. So, so let's look Absolutely. at the, let, let's look at the race. Uh, now this is the first time I've, I've had you on the show since you've been a candidate. Uh, I've had some of the other candidates that are, that are running in the fourth congressional district. And I want to get right to the, the leadership question because I, I asked this of all the candidates. That's my job. Uh, and that is, uh, looking at the, the leadership issues in the country. Uh, I'm going to start with the, uh, the, the question I would always ask as chief of staff when people were asking for, uh, the good senator's endorsement. Uh, so the question Jay, is what's going to make all of this headache and heartache and exhaustion worth it? Uh, all the time put in, all the campaigning, all of the, the challenges that come with running a campaign, what's going to make all of that worth it, even even if you get to the end of June and you don't win? Well, I think it's a fantastic question, Boyd. I, I'm in this from the very beginning to change hearts and minds. I left talk radio because I felt like we had finally entered a place in our politics where 
we no longer can talk to each other. We've forgotten how to disagree with each other. And, and we've forgotten that that disagreement is actually good. It's healthy. If you look at any other circumstance in business or anywhere else, you don't want a bunch of people forcing their will on another group of people. You want a diversity of ideas, and then you want leaders who can take those differing ideas and bring them together. And usually what they come up with is much better for the whole. But we've, we've suddenly decided that only one side has a monopoly on all of the good ideas. And so we can't talk to each other. We don't know how to disagree with each other. So my goal is to remind everybody that we can fiercely disagree, but that that disagreement process is what makes this country so wonderful. If you look at every major historical occurrence in our country, it didn't come from everybody agreeing. It came from people disagreeing and having to compromise. So my hope, this is my, my hope to answer your question. My hope is that our campaign, and we're already seeing this every day, my hope is that my campaign alone can change hearts and minds. And if we get far enough to where the campaign is changing enough hearts and minds that I get to go to Washington and do that as well, then I will consider this a major success. But we hear every day on the campaign trail, wow, I didn't think about that. Or thank you so much for bringing it up in that way because that helps me respect the other side. We're, we're accomplishing our goals right now just in how we're campaigning. Uh, very good. If you're just joining us, we have Jay McFarland. Jay Mack, is, uh, he is known. Uh, on the line, he has qualified for uh, the ballot, the Republican primary ballot, uh, which will be the end of June. Uh, you've also got a convention coming up here in about 10 days. And uh, uh, you, you have a host of candidates there in that fourth congressional race, all gearing up uh, for a, a fall campaign uh, against the incumbent uh, representative, Ben McAdams. Uh, so as you as you look at that, uh, both this primary battle and then uh, looking forward on uh, to a potential fall race, uh, what is what is the the vision? You've you've talked about this elevating of the dialogue, having a different kind of conversation, hearts and minds. What else is on the agenda in terms of a vision, not just of yourself in in that office, but uh, for the people of the fourth district? Well, I I think as I said, we have to come together. Somebody has got to unify. I I believe that leadership is, is about unification, and, and we've begun to believe that the best way to lead is through division. And we all know what division does, right? United, we will succeed. Divided, we will, we will fall and we will fail. But beyond that, I have a, a strong conservative background. I've been on talk radio for 20 years fighting for conservative values. And I'm a problem solver. So I'm not just going to Washington because I want to be a congressman. I'm, I'm in this because I want to solve real, honest problems. I rolled out an immigrant comprehensive immigration plan back in 2006 that is still viable today and that will solve the illegal immigration problem for good. I know why there's hyperinflation in healthcare, and I have a plan to actually solve that. I understand why college education 
is just experiencing the worst inflation in the world, which is a question, by the way, we're not asking. We're not asking why is it getting so expensive. We're just asking how can we pay for it. I know why that's happening, and I have a solution to solve it. So I have this host of of plans and solutions that I want to bring forward for the 4th District to solve real everyday problems. I'm not interested in just going to Washington and saying, hey, look at me, I'm a congressman. I'm going there to fight, to fight, to solve issues that we all face every single day. All right, and there you have it. And and you you haven't lost your touch, Jay. You still know when the bottom of the hour clock is ticking. Uh, so I want that noted in the record. Well done. And uh, Jay McFarland, Jay Mack, as uh, we always uh, refer to him here, uh, great to have you back on the airways with us. Congratulations on qualifying for the ballot. Good luck with the delegates uh, a week from Saturday, and uh, we'll continue to monitor this uh, really hotly contested, very important fourth congressional uh, race as we move ahead. Thanks again, Jay. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Again, uh, Jay McFarland joining us. Always uh, good to hear Jay's voice back on the airwaves there. And uh, again, it's a really interesting race uh, with a host of candidates uh, that are lining up. There'll be a good battle next Saturday uh, with the GOP convention. And then, of course, uh, it is expected that the incumbent, Ben McAdams, will move through the Democratic side and uh, the fall will get very interesting. All right. We're going to go ahead and step aside, but we are just warming up. Uh, After the break, we'll have uh, former GOP chairman Thomas Wright, candidate for governor, joining us live on the line. Stay with us. Much, much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.